Any wick made from any type of wood cannot be used for Nehru Shabbos with the exception of the wick made from flax. Now, flax is regarded as an ape, as the Pathak says, by Titmanen, the Pishtaya ape. The Pathak calls Pishtam ape. And a wick made from flax could be used for Nehru Shabbos as opposed to a wick made from any other type of wood. It cannot be used for Nehru Shabbos since a flame that is lit. And a wick made from wood does not burn properly, it jumps around, and the Chacham were afraid that if you use such a wick on Shabbos, you might tip the oil towards the wick to get the flame to burn better, and you would be hired for the Malacha of Havar. Any tent or other type of structure that is made from wood would not become Tami Tumazolam with the exception of an oil that is made from flax. An oil made from flax would become Tami Tumazolam. Now the din is that a mace that is in an oil, all the calendar underneath the same roof as the mace would become Tami from the mace. Now, what about the oil itself? Would the structure itself become tummy from the mace? If the structure is made out of wood, the mission teaches us that the structure would not become tummy. Although the utensils underneath it become tummy, but the structure itself does not become tummy, with the exception of a structure that's made from piston, the structure would become tummy along with the utensils underneath it. Sales are baggage are capable of below hibaba. A small piece of clothing at the back of the size of three finger width by three finger width which is the minimum size for a piece of clothing to be makabal tuma, that was rolled into a whip, but it was not singed in the fire. And sometimes they would singe their wicks in fire before they used it, in order that it would light better. But this wick was not singed in the fire before it was used. Rabbi Yadar said the wick is makabal tuma, since it was made from a piece of clothing that was three finger width by three finger width, and it was not singed in the fire, so it's considered a kli and it's makabal tuma, even though after it's rolled. It's less than the size of three finger widths by three finger widths, even so, the wick would be Makabal Tumma according to Rabbi Yezer. And this wick cannot be used for Nehru Shabbat. Now, that was Rabbi Yezer said the wick cannot be used for Nehru Shabbat. It's talking about a case where Yatav came out in Nehru Shabbat. So the dinam of Muksa would apply. And the dinam, they are allowed to light a fire using kalim on Yatav. You can use utensils for fuel for the fire on Yontif since utensils are not muksa. But you cannot use utensils that broke on Yontif for fuel for a fire on Yontif. Since kalim that broke on Yontif are muksa, it cannot be used on Yontif. So that's why you're not allowed to use this wick for Nehru Shabbat and Yontif that came out on Nehru Shabbat. Because once the wick is lit, it would be muksa. And since the wick is makabal tumor according to Rabbi other, it is regarded as a clip. But once it is lit, it would no longer be the size of three finger width by three finger width, and it would be considered a broken clee, which is muks on yantu. And the din is that when you light Nehru Shabbos, you have to keep your hand by the wick until most of the wick that's protruding from the oil is on fire. And since this wick, once it's lit, it's considered a broken clee, so it's muksa, so you can't keep your hand by the wick until most of it is on fire, since you would be moving muks on yantu, which is also. So therefore, this wick cannot be used for Nehru Shabbos, and yantu that came out in Nehru Shabbos, according to Rabbi Leib. Rabbi Kiva, I'm right to hire Rabbi Kiva said that a wick that is made from a beggar that's three finger width by three finger width is tar. It's not makabotuma. And even though the beggar would be makabotuma, but once it's rolled into a wick and it's no longer three finger width by three finger width, according to Rabbi Akiva, it's no longer regarded as a kli and therefore it's not makabotuma. And this wick could be used for Nehru Shabbos, according to Rabbi Akiva, even on Yantu that came out on Nehru Shabbos. And since the wick is not regarded as a kli at all, according to Rabbi Akiva, so it's considered a cleave that broke before Yantiv, which is mostly to be used for a fire on Yantiv, so therefore the wick could be used for Nehru Shabbat, according to Rabbi Akiva, even on Yantiv that came out in Nehru Shabbat, since it would not be Muksa.
will drip drop by drop into the near on Shabbat. And the Chacham were afraid that if you do so, you might not realize that the oil that drips into the near is regarded the same as the oil that's in the near. And you might end up taking some of the oil from the shell of the egg. And you'll be hired for the malacha of Mechapen, extinguishing. As it did it, the somebody who takes some oil out of a lit near on Shabbat and causes the near to go out sooner then it would have gone out had he not taken the oil would be higher for the malacha of Mechaba and in this case that you have oil dripping from the shell of the egg into the nair if you take the shemen from the shell you would also be higher for the Mechaba even though the shemen is not in the actual nair since that shemen is dripping into the nair and a person might not realize that taking shemen from the shell of the egg is the same as taking shemen from the actual nair and he might take shaman from the shawl of the egg and be hired from Mahaba. So therefore the Chachamah said that a person should not put oil on the shell of an egg and put it on top of his nair and allow it to drip drop by drop into the nair. And the Mishnah had that you shouldn't even take a powder where clear and fill it with oil and put it on top of the nair shoshabit to allow the oil to drip drop by drop into the nair. And even though a powder where clear is most, it's disgusting, you still might take some of the oil from that powder where clear and be hired for Mahaba. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda permits taking a shell of an egg and filling it with oil and putting it on top of the nair shoshavit to allow the oil to drip drop by drop into the nair as Rabbi Huda is not concerned that a person will take out oil from the shell of an egg as according to Rabbi Huda since the person sees that the oil is dripping drop by drop into the nair he will realize that it's forbidden to take out oil from the shell of the egg so therefore Rabbi Huda permits putting the shell of the egg with the oil on top of the nair of shavit However, even according to the Chacham, if the manufacturer had attacked the shell of the egg or the potter were cleaved to the nair originally when he made the nair, then it would be mutter to allow oil to drip from the shell of the egg or from the potter were cleaved into the nair because it's all one utensil. As in a case where the shell of the egg or the potter were cleaved is attacked to the nair, he would realize that the shaman that's in the shofaris of or in the klicharis is regarded the same as if it's in the nair itself since it's all one kli and a person will not come to take oil out of the shell of the egg or out of the klicharis on Shabbos so we have no concerns in such a case and we can allow oil to drip from the shell of the egg or from the klicharis into the nair on Shabbos a person should not take a vessel, fill it with oil, and put it next to his nair Shabbos, and take one end of his wick from the nair and put it into the vessel to allow the wick to draw oil from that vessel as well. Because in this case also would be afraid that a person will take out oil from the vessel on Shabbos and would be hired for the malacha of Mechabah. And since the nair is not lit in that vessel, even though it's drawing oil from that vessel, a person might not realize that he would be hired from a chava by taking out oil from that vessel. So therefore, the Chacham says that a person may not put a vessel full of oil next to his mirror and take one end of the wick and put it in that vessel, lest he takes that oil from that vessel on Shabbos and be hired for the malacha of Mechaba. For Rabbi Yehuda, Matzir Rabbi Yehuda, would permit you to put a vessel of oil next to your mirror and take one end of the wick and put it in that vessel.
As according to Rabbi Huda, we're not afraid that you'll take out oil from that vessel on Shabbos, that the person will realize, since one end of the wick is in that vessel, that it's not allowed to take oil from that vessel.